I'm Noah Brown, and welcome to the Pep Talk Best Business Insights Podcast, where you can find daily tidbits of knowledge on all topics business. On today's episode, we hear from Tom Kelly on high resolution. Tom is a partner at IDEO, the world's premier design firm. He is responsible for the firm's marketing on a grand scale, including the building of a world-renowned IDEO brand. Tom is also author of Creative Confidence, a powerful book that demonstrates the power of storytelling in creating creative confidence. Currently, Tom is using the book's teachings to revamp the creative leadership in Japan via IDEO's Tokyo Studio. If you enjoy this episode and for more content, see the link in the description to subscribe to High Resolution on iTunes. One thing about design is I think it's I think it's really helpful to think of it as a mindset as opposed to a thing, right? As soon as you think of design as a thing, then you get into the word designer as in designer light switch, designer coffee cup, right? And and so it's this thing and it, it boxes design into a pretty narrow space. Whereas if you think of it as a mindset or even a tool set, but a, a kind of a mindset that you use to focus on any kind of problem or challenge in the world, then wow, it opens up design to do a lot more than you know, making nice coffee cups. Well, so you're a partner at IDEO. Mm-hmm. Um, IDEO is known for innovating. Mm-hmm. Right? So innovation is kind of the big standard term that sure. we use around here. Um, I wonder what you think innovation is, because mm-hmm. I hear this a lot mm-hmm. in the industry. Companies say they innovate all the time, mm-hmm. and I feel like they feign it yes. more often yes. than not. Yes. So what, what is innovation here? Yeah, uh, so innovation as a word perhaps has gotten overused. It's yeah. certainly applied to things that aren't innovation, in my opinion. But uh, so, you know, what is it? I mean, it, it's really at its fundamental levels, it's fresh idea. It doesn't have to be brand new to the world and the history of the world. Those are rare. Fresh idea plus implementation. Talking about it doesn't work. You got to actually do something that adds value, right? And if you got those three things, the, the, the freshness, the implementation, and the value, then that's pretty much an innovation. Mm. Um, I, you know, in 2007, I know you, the book was released in 2005, I believe, mm-hmm. the 10 Faces of Innovation, right. the book that you wrote, uh-huh. which, by the way, if you guys haven't read, please do. Um, I read this in 2007, okay? Uh-huh. This is the first time after I read your book, it was uh-huh. the first time I truly started to understand the word innovation right. beyond the dictionary term and right. how, how you can actually bring it into the workplace. Right. Now, for people that don't know the 10 faces of innovation, I want to quickly go through the 10 and then I have a question mm-hmm. for you. Okay. So here are the, here are the 10 faces of innovation. Uh, you've got the learning faces. Uh, you've got the anthropologist, the experimenter, the cross-pollinator. You've got the organizing faces. You've got the hurdler, the collaborator, and the director. Then you've got the building faces. The building faces are the experienced architect, the set designer, the caregiver, and the storyteller. And I'm curious which face you think you are. So this thing about faces, there's not a one-to-one comparison or whatever. We can talk about that in a moment if you like. But as far as which is my favorite face, I would say definitely it's the anthropologist. Okay. And the reason I say that is I kind of have the faith of a convert on this one. You know, the anthropology came to IDEO. And by anthropology, I mean design research. I mean human factors research, right? But it came to us kind of all at once in 1991. And at the time, I was kind of a little, I admit, skeptical about it. Because prior to that, you know, our work was much more engineering focused, 
right? And we bring in these people from the, you know, the soft sciences. You know, so it's a social science, anthropology, sociology, behavioral science, uh, things like that. And I said to my brother, I'm not proud of this, but I, I did say to my brother at the time, you know, we're from small town Ohio, and I said, this anthropology, I said, it's kind of California, don't you think? <laughs> By which, at the time, as a small town Ohio boy, I meant, you know, of questionable value, you know, like best yeah. discussed in a hot tub or something, right? And so I was skeptical. And, and I, it took me a little while to come around, but now I flipped 180. I mean, I, I completely believe this is the essence of what makes design thinking work, is you start with humans. Of course you've got great technologies, of course you've got business goals, but you start with humans and say, okay, we got some humans in the system here, and they could be our employees, and they could be the general public, they could be students in a school, they could be customers or clients, right? And say, okay, what is gonna make their day? What is gonna get them promoted? What is gonna take, you know, disarm their fears so that they can move forward? And, it, and you start from there, and it unlocks all kinds of op opportunities. And so, because of that, I fell in love with the anthropologist role, and I, I still, to this day, think it is a very, very valuable role here at IDEO, but also in the world at large. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to subscribe to High Resolution on iTunes. And that's all for today, Pep Talk Nation. Be sure to listen in tomorrow for more quality business insights.